Just when you thought it was safe to get back into the swimming pool, it's the Talking Pools podcast starring Rudy Stankwitz and Andrea Namini. Welcome to the show. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hi, my name is Rudy Stankwitz. Hi, I'm Andrea and this is the Talking Pools podcast, and we're going to mix it up a little bit today because I decided I was going to play a little bit of a trick on my co-host, Andrea. She's coming into this one today thinking that we're going to talk about hurricane preparedness for swimming pools, as yesterday was June 1st, the first day of hurricane season, but I decided Uh that we're going to go a little bit different of a route and see what it looks like when we catch Andrea off guard. So, but before we get into it's just that, it'll look like every other episode. Like every because... other episode. <laughs> yeah, so far. I thought I was prepared. So you might be, you might be, because this one's kind of up your alley. We'll so, we're going to talk about um, animals, critters at swimming pools, which you are the oh. uh, animal pool whisperer. Savior Uh, of critters, large and small, venomous and poisonous, winged and unwinged, Mm -hmm. serpent and otherwise. Uh That seems to be your gig. So tell us a little bit about that. Uh, Well, honestly, (laughs) so aside from checking out Talking Pools podcast on Instagram, you can follow me on Instagram at Adventures of the Pool Girl. You can see what Rudy's talking about. I've pretty much saved every kind of animal that you can think. Well, almost. There's been some that I haven't saved. Like, I haven't gotten any cows. That's not something that I deal with. But No cows. No All kinds hooves, of reptiles. All, beasts. Yeah, no. Nothing that. Nothing larger than. A, I, I have saved a dog, but nothing larger than like a. Nothing small larger dog. than a small dog. Okay. So no cows, no horses, no mm-hmm. alligators. This is alligator country. Unfo- no. Oh, my God. Unf- no, I would. Love to see an alligator in one, but of it's not days, happened as for of real. Yet. Okay, before we go into that, I want to talk about the news because all day long um, on the news okay. today, President Joe Biden has been addressing the nation, and one of the things that he's talking about right now is incentivizing COVID vaccines. He wants everybody to get the vaccine. Okay. He wants seventy percent of the country to be vaccinated before July fourth. Now, I don't plan on making this a political thing, and I'm not going to tell you if I'm pro or against. I am going to... I got my vaccine. (laughs) Well, I've got mine as well. (laughs) And I know a lot of folks who have got theirs also that are for, some that are against. And again, like I said, we're not taking a side in this. So, but what we're going to talk about, what I wanted to discuss, though, was the coronavirus itself and how it pertains to swimming pools. Because you know, last year, what was the CDC saying? Do you remember? Uh, yes, they were saying that there's no evidence that coronavirus can be contracted. No evidence. That doesn't mean that there's proof. That just means that there's no evidence it could happen. That means nobody has contracted it from a swimming right. pool so far that they're aware of. But that, that doesn't prove of. that it couldn't happen. Right. So good news. April of this year. In London, okay. UK Swimming, I think that's the name of the, of the organization. Anyway, it's their largest governing body for uh, swimming 
events and organization within the country of Great Britain. They actually contracted a university in London to do some research and find out just what the deal is. Can chlorine that levels that we keep in swimming pools knock this stuff out or not? Had you heard anything about this? I heard a little bit of it, but I didn't really, um, I didn't really hear the results of any what of they the put studies, out. Well, so. this is this is where it gets really, really super cool because what they found was is that a chlorine level of one point five milligrams per liter—that's the same as parts per million, one point five parts per million. So one which is a normal five, chlorine okay. level. That's actually even a little on the low side. That's, yeah, that's the that's the right, minimum between one and four. Level, right? So one point five, definitely toward the lower lower side, but a, a chlorine level of one point five parts per million with a pH 7.0 to 7.2 can reduce the effectiveness of coronavirus 1,000 fold in 30 seconds. Oh, wow. 30 seconds. That's cool. Oh, 30 seconds. So yeah, we that finally have proof, at least as close as we're going to get proof, yeah. to them saying that, hey, guess what? You're not going to get coronavirus from the swimming pool. We did the tests. It's a lot better than saying, hey, there's no evidence. Absolutely. Which is what brings us to- So now there is evidence. Is what brings us to today. So we're not just going to talk about critters. We're not going to talk about fuzzy bunnies and all those types of things. We're going to talk specifically about Aww. diseases of animals that people can get. Yes, that's right. We call them zoonoses. Zoonoses are diseases of animals that people can get. Mm. See, because here's the thing. We know when a person has a fecal accident in a swimming pool, whether it's a solid stool or diarrhea, that we have to do something. That's not the first... Um I mean, some people question it, but yeah, scoop no. Scoop it out and just be like, oh yeah, whatever. Scoop it out and not do anything about by, it. Right? It's only animal poop. Yeah. But if yeah. you think about it, the diseases that you can get from a human fecal incident, accident, poop, diarrhea, are zoonoses, diseases of animals that people can get. So wouldn't it make sense that animal poop has diseases in it too? And that's I what I wanted to talk so. about today. So let's start with um, some of the different critters that you've pulled from pools. Let's start talking there and let's just kind of see how this all relates to what we do and how we should be treating the water just in case we run into it. So what would you say are some of the smallest critters that you've found in a swimming pool? Um, the smallest probably, and also the most common, um, are going to be the frogs and the lizards since I'm in South Florida. Cannolis, yes. Is this you? You're letting your Italian show, I think, you know, because it sounds like cannoli is coming through here. <laughs> Maybe I, I've just I've always pronounced it cannoli. That's how I've heard it pronounced. I might I'm, be wrong. I don't I'm know. Wrong, I'm I'm not know, a herpetologist. Sure. I'm a pool guy. Damn it! So I don't really know the correct pronunciation of. <laughs> Are you okay? Oh. <laughs> I nice Star Trek reference. Thank you. Thank nice you. Nice Star Trek reference. Um, I don't know <laughs> yes, yes. the correct pronunciation, but in either case, so uh, frogs and little lizards. Yes, the cute little ones, not the invasive uh, guys that eat the native. We'll get into that in another episode. Anyway, so yeah, the frogs and lizards. Can those that's get what I see. You, can um, those get you sick? The most of. Oh, and then they poop. So then you handle the poopy water, and then. Well, we try not to handle the, the poopy water, yeah, and then put sense. our hands in the mouth because our mouths, because that's just gross. So we don't want to do that. But it could happen accidentally. 
Right. But and they shouldn't drink, drink the butt water. water. That's right. We should never drink pool water because people dip their asses in that. And that's just gross. That exactly. So do animals. So, salmonella. Hard to get rid of in a swimming pool? Um, no. no. Is it? No, no, it's not because you would treat that not as even. a uh, It's easily pool. destroyed at a chlorine level of Incident, one part per correct? million. So even the minimum amount of chlorine that we keep in a swimming pool oh. can quickly inactivate salmonella. So usually not a concern. Frogs, however, do okay. secrete urea through their skin, and that will contribute to the combined chlorine level. But frogs are just so tiny, so it's not a lot. Oh. If, if you, you have, have a lot a pool of frogs, full of frogs, you could almost walk across. It oh, there is was a whole biblical proportion at times. It's that like happens. one of the plagues. I've seen it happen. I've seen yes. pictures. Thank For God, sure. yeah. I don't have to skim those out. No, they get slimy. <laughs> I was and talking about green. when they're alive. Um, but yeah, that's true. If they've been in there for a little oh, while, no, soaking die, and baking worse. and whatever, they could get <laughs> slimy and gooey. And that's a whole other level of disgust. Thank you for that imagery, Andrea. So. <laughs> Why should I be <laughs> the only one sharing the pain? Anyway, so <laughs> let me ask you. <laughs> All right. So we talked about uh, reptiles. Reptiles carry salmonella. What other kinds of critters do you find in swimming pools in your travels? Um, my favorite are the snakes, although I can't say that I've ever found I think it would be along the same lines as the other reptiles. So probably a salmonella thing there as well. Again, though, not a herpetologist, just a pool guy. But would you Between... be able to tell the difference visually? Because, you know, something interesting, I'm sorry, real quick, I will make this quick. Lizard poop has that little white dot. That's calcium because lizards can't digest calcium. So the calcium. white dot. So if you have a piece of poop with a little white piece in it, that is from Not a, a lizard specifically, a lizard. but from a reptile. If it doesn't have the white dot, or just, uh, you know, I would, I would have to ask who would you ask? It's reptiles or lizards specifically? My husband. He well, works in control. He's the one who told me that. Because he needs to be, he needs to be able to identify, like, say, for example, roach poop. Because people will be like, "Oh, look at this turd! I have roaches," and he'll be okay. like, "No, that has there a white go. dot. That's calcium." Things you learn as you go. So, I thought that was interesting. <laughs> Definitely. Of. So the white dot, the white <laughs> dot, apparently lizard you know. poop. Right. We have from a reliable source. One hundred percent lizard. Poop. No, one hundred percent. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so but after. Yes. How about after reptiles? Frogs, I'm Outside not sure of about. reptiles, what other kinds of critters have you found in swimming pools? I have found rabbits and recently a family of ducks. Yes. That brings up an important topic. It was like five of them. They five? Like, a whole family? Yeah, yeah they, the I whole... think the water level... Yeah, the water level in the pool is too low, so the babies couldn't. I can't do, that. do really that one really well, but I've tried. So, in either case, so well, let me ask. So, did you help them out of the pool? Yes, I did. I had to chase them around. I have a video of it. It's pretty hilarious. The water level was too low. The babies couldn't get out, and so the mama was just standing around. But I was I, able to get everybody out and back to mama. So, what are good. ducks? Is there any danger with duck poop? Aside from. Why would you want to swim in duck poop? Uh, don't they carry uh, some pretty gross 
viruses, right? Like crypto and or not a virus, crypto? but a protozoa. But yes, definitely cryptosporidium. Oh, it's not a virus. Cryptosporidium is a protozoa, which makes it probably even more gross. So, and that's the same. It's the it's also that's the same thing that's associated with what human <laughs> diarrhea, right? That's right. When somebody has diarrhea in the pool, that's what we oh, treat. Oh, that's the, right. Yes, that's what diarrhea, we treat the pool sorry. for. So, what other kind of critters have you seen in pools in your travels? Um. Well, you know, I have all kinds of dogs that go in dogs. The pools on my route. And what are dogs known to carry? Um. Well, can't they carry? crypto too or is it just the giardia but that's the same okay. thing that we treat a human solid stool for when somebody has a solid uh stool accident in a swimming pool we treat that water for giardia so when somebody has diarrhea yes. we treat that water for cryptosporidium those are the so, two yeah. things that are hardest to kill that you can get from human feces in a swimming pool solid stool giardia diarrhea cryptosporidium so Funny that, or odd, that it's the same stuff that you can get from ducks and dogs. And ducks and dogs are in the pool all the time, but you don't see anybody. And they don't wipe their butts. They don't wipe their, you are extremely observant. I have to give you that. <laughs> so. I've never seen a duck or a dog wipe its butt. And I have a, you know, what else too? How do you know they're not peeing in the pool while they're swimming around? You don't know they're not peeing in the pool water. And what's the danger in that? Well, then you just are swimming in a toilet at that point. I assume. Aside a from the toilet bacteria. you're swimming in, <laughs> dogs can also carry leptospirosis. If you have a dog and have taken Ew, it to the veterinarian, that? leptospirosis is a bacteria and it's okay. shed in the urine of the infected host. So if a dog or a person was to have lepto and urinate in a poorly maintained swimming pool, that bacteria could thrive in that water. Now, luckily, it is easily destroyed at a chlorine level of one part per million in a short period of time. So in a well-maintained pool, usually not a concern. However, if the pool's not properly maintained, and we all know because we've all been somewhere where we've looked at the pool water and said, uh-uh, that ain't right. Gross. Yes, exactly. That's when we whip out our test kits and take a look for ourselves. But or we just tell the kids that um, the pool is being painted and we can't go in it right now because they're prepping it. And the kids don't understand that a pool full of water cannot be painted, but that's okay. We'll play upon that, <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. They're young enough to understand. They know. not understand and you can get well, away. The, and then you won't be the buzzkill of the family. Well, vacation. they know paint is wet and pools are wet. So it makes perfect sense <laughs> to me. So, but aside, aside from that, Aside from that right there, I don't know where we were going with this because now I've lost my train of thought, okay. but that's okay. We're having so <laughs> all right, leptospirosis. So if somebody, yes. a dog or a person with lepto urinates in the pool, that bacteria could thrive. If you were to get in that water, leptospirosis bacteria could actually pass directly through your eye, directly through the membrane of your nose. And if you've Ew. been in the pool for a long enough period of time, it can actually pass right through it. your skin. Don't say it. No. Oh my God. Gross. So that's the scary part. That's there. The but worst. again, not in the pool that has a good chlorine level. So that's, that's a good thing. So, all right. Being that we're on the subject, we talked about Giardia. We talked about cryptosporidium, right? So you're at a pool. They call you in. They're having a problem. Somebody pooped in the pool. It's a solid stool. We know we're treating for Giardia. What's the first thing that you should do? 
Get everyone out of the pool. Get them out of the pool. Call in, coil, call in Roy Scheider. He was really good in that. Get out of the house. water. There it is. There it is. Yep. There you go. Don't go shooting off your. Don't go shooting off any guns at anyone. So, though. No, just yell at everybody. Is it okay to use a taser? Absolutely not. I'm going to answer that before you do. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to get them all out of the pool. We're going to get them off the deck. We're going to lock the gate because you can't leave folks wandering around in the locked in area because I've actually had people come up to me while I've been treating a fecal incident and say to me, can't I swim on that side because it was floating over there? Ew, uh, gross. <laughs> it, you know, it never ceases to amaze me. It really doesn't. So, And then you have a, uh, a Caddyshack situation. Then you have a Caddyshack situation. <laughs> well, actually, it's worse than a Caddyshack situation because this is real and it's not a baby roof. Yes, and that was just a candy Right? Bar, yeah. So we have that. So, all right. So we closed the pool. We got everybody out of the area. What's the next thing we do? Uh, then you're going to want to remove the candy bar. No, you're going to want to remove anything, any matter that's in You want to scoop so the poop. Scoop it all out. Yes. Sc scoop yes. the poop. Scoop. And what do you do with it after you scoop it out? You don't like the neighbors, so you wing it over the fence into their pool? <laughs> uh, if, <laughs> I don't think that's a good idea. Um, personally, me, I would like just dump it into a plastic bag. I would tie it up and I would toss it in the trash. You could flush it down the toilet. If it is just poop, right? Right. Um, for me, though, I would that would seem like way too much handling. I don't even like to pick up the dog poop in the plastic bag. So the so less you have to touch poop, the better it. off you are. Words to live by. Yes. We scooped the poop. We got rid of it. What do we do next? Solid stool giardia, right? The same stuff you can get from people or from a dog. What's the next step? Now, the next step after you have removed everything that you can see, you're going to want to test the water because when you have a formed stool accident, you have to raise the chlorine to at least a 2.0. Uh, uh, two, two parts, parts per million, million free, chlorine. free chlorine. Okay. Anything with the pH? Yes. Uh, you're going to want to keep that below a 7.5 7 uh, because... Yes, because we all know the, well, some of us know the chlorine is, it becomes less effective the higher. So you want it as gets. effective as possible. What do I do with my poop scooping equipment? Correct. Uh, that, if you are comfortable with keeping it, uh, it's kind of gross. Sometimes I like to throw my net. Actually, what I do is I keep a poop net and then I keep my normal net. So in case I come across poop, I have a net that I can just toss in the pool. I toss so you the pool in that you want that to have. The you same went and got yourself a shit stick. <laughs> I did. <laughs> All right. So what do you do with it after you. The, shit the question. Shit stick. Andrea Nanini. The question was, what do you do with the poop scooping equipment after you scoop the poo? So then you're going to. Throw your equipment Poop scooping in. equipment has to go in the pool. That makes perfect sense. After you've cleaned. Well, yes, of course. But that makes perfect sense because Sorry. you want it to go through the same process the water goes through in order to sanitize it correctly. Right? We don't want to risk yes. recontaminating yes. the pool next time we go to scoop something out or, or the next pool. one or the next one. Right? So that makes perfect sense. Okay, Correct. cool. Two parts per million. 
7.5 or lower on the pH. How long do we need to keep it there? You are going to keep it there for a minimum of 25, 25 minutes. minutes. And what happens after the 25 minutes? You could go longer. Um, well, then you probably want to clean the filters. And then after that, you open the pool, let them get back in the water. We're all good. That's all we need. Sure, Two parts yeah. per million, 25 minutes, pH of 7.5 or less for a solid stool. And the threat for again was stool, yes. Giardia. And if a Giardia. dog, the same thing, right? If a dog poops in the pool, we would treat it the same way. Or if you accidentally kick a piece of I try not to do that. I really do. When I play kick the poop, I always aim in directions outside <laughs> the pool area. Remind me not to play games with you if I ever come over to a <laughs> well, barbecue. That's one of the big family <laughs> events right there. So here's the thing. The All right. So that's that. And we talked about ducks. Now we said ducks carry cryptosporidium, also a protozoa, perhaps the protozoa that is the most difficult for us to kill. Also the same as if somebody was to have a diarrhea accident in the pool, but we treat it the same way. So what do I do here? You, so Andrea, tell me, what's the first thing you do when you see that brown cloud explode through the pool water? Well, you're going to do the same thing. You're going to pull a Roy. Is it Schneider? I think it's Schneider. Roy, Roy Schneider. Get out of the water. Yeah, Schneider. So you're going to, yeah, you're just going to act the gonna fool. Act you're going to run down the beach. You're going to scream and you're going to wave your I'm hands. at the swimming pool. You're there is no beach call here everybody no in beach here. from the shore. I don't know where you're going. Oh. All right. So, all right. Oh, so after goodness. we get everybody out of the water, what do we do now? <laughs> Then you're going to attempt to remove anything. So that you, you want to scoop the chunks. You That's what you're saying. You want to scoop obviously. out the chunks. You're, uh, you're going to go corn, chasing the corn. <laughs> you're going to go and scoop everything. And what do you do with that? See? Fling it Same across the street. Try to hit the, cars uh, on the highway. <laughs> Don't make me laugh because I sound like. My grandmother. Yes. No, you do the same thing with the whatever. Double bag it, throw it in the trash, diarrhea. flush throw it. Throw it away, bag it. And trash then my poop it, scooping equipment. It, you know, that same thing, throw that in the pool so that it gets the same sanitation. You don't want to be cross contaminating. Um, that's a food cross service term. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Taco Tuesday. So, anyway, yeah, don't cross contaminate. Don't cross contaminate. Don't cross contaminate your pools um, or yourself because if you're, you know, touching the net, and so you should wear gloves, flushing it or whatever you're doing with it. Yeah, that would be a good idea. Definitely don't lick. Okay, it. and you said yeah. I was being gross, but here we are talking yeah. about cleaning a case of the Hershey right. squirts, and somebody's out there poolside <laughs> licking their fingers. Hey, you brought up. All right, you brought so, up the all right. So once we. <laughs> Once we have that cleaned up, we've scooped out, it's thrown away, it's tossed, uh, we take the poop scooping equipment, again, we throw that in the pool, right? Because it has to go through the same process as the water to sanitize yes. it correctly. I take, then I bring my yes. chlorine level up to what? For the diarrhea, you bring it 20, up to 20 parts per million. If it's poo, it's two. 
That's right. If, if it's, it's runny, it's 20. A friend told me If that. it's poo, it's two. It if it's was. runny, it's 20. So if it's poo, a solid stool, you bring it up to two parts per million. If it's poo, it's two. If it's diarrhea, yes, it's runny. We bring it up to 20 parts runny. per million. If it's poo, it's two. If it's runny, it's 20. <sighs> Thank you for remembering. I should get you that should on get a shirt. that on a shirt. So, all right. So, how and can you use a regular test kit for this? Uh, not to Why test not? up to twenty parts per million. No, you're well because um, the colorimetric tests they will bleach out the reagents um, and they will give you a, either a false low or you'll, so it can bleach out the colorimetric test. So that's the one that you hold to... up and you match the colors or photometers, right? The photometric test also are colorimetric. Uh, so you yeah. can't use either one of those. And which one did we need? Uh, you're going to need an FAS DPD. So that's the powder with because the scoop and then you're going to need it. It can measure accurately reagent. up to 20 parts per million. Okay, perfect. So that makes sense. And where's my pH on this one? Same thing. You want it. You want your chlorine at its maximum effectiveness. So you're going to want the pH to be 7.5 or below, preferably on that lower side of the scale. 7. And we know at 7.5, your chlorine is 50% effective. So essentially what you're saying is, is we want our chlorine to be 50% effective or better. Okay. So 12.75. Twelve point seven five hours, right? We hold it at the twenty parts per million with the free chlorine. Okay. Yes. After twelve point seven five hours, what do we do? Um, well, then you're going to want to. It was sure diarrhea, right? We scooped out what we could. It must have went somewhere. Stuff. Yes. You so you clean out the filters, whatever media that you have. You need to hose out cartridges, backwash DE, backwash your sand filters, um, and then you have to make sure that your chlorine levels have gone down to their acceptable levels. So between so whatever a swimmable you know, level is in your area, three to five parts per million or two to four parts per million, normally what we shoot for, then it's okay for them to get back in. Yes. What about the person who had the diarrhea? Do we let uh, them yeah. back in? They should be no, punished. No, absolutely No pool not. for you. Home. Yes. And <laughs> we're no assuming more it was chili the chili dogs. dogs. Either. <laughs> <laughs> you don't eat the chili dogs at Well, there the you go. Just Words to live by. And you said I should make a t-shirt. All right. <laughs> so let me ask you this then, because <laughs> we were talking earlier, yesterday, whenever, and we the issue came up about cyanuric acid we know cyanuric acid can slow the effectiveness of chlorine in water what if somebody had diarrhea in a pool that has cyanuric acid in it because what we just went through is the steps the procedure from the cdc's fecal incident response guidelines on what to do when there's not cyanuric acid in the water what if there is what's the difference um well i I actually don't know the exact numbers off the top of my head. I just know that the cyanuric acid will interfere with the contact time that the chlorine has with the so actual thing. Here's what we to need kill. to do. The first step, if you have a cyanuric acid level in your pool and somebody has a diarrhea accident, we're about to treat for crypto, just like what we went through. Or if it's a duck or a goose, because right in that same category, we said that those also carry crypto. So if they yes. poop in the pool, same process. If there's cyanuric acid in there, the first step 
is to lower the cyanuric acid level to between one part per million and 15 parts per million. One five parts per million. Yes, 15. it's lower it between one and 15 parts per million before you can do anything else. Okay, so I have a question. So I have a lot of commercial pools um, that I've been doing recently. Not only have I seen a few ducks in some of them, but one of them actually recently did have a, uh, I don't know whether it was before I took over the pool, so I don't know whether it was formed or the other one, but it did have a fecal accident. So you would have to That is the only way to lower cyanuric acid, of course. Before you could treat it, because... And we only recommend, only of course, it, but we only recommend, of course, I mean, that it is a licensed insured professional who is familiar with groundwater levels and also the installation of well points, right? Carries the insurance. I did say insurance, but it's super oh, important. It's worth saying twice, maybe three times. So, because what can happen if we drain the pool? <laughs> okay. Worst case scenario. So the worst case scenario is your pool is going to pop up out of the ground. The groundwater is going to push the whole entire shell, um, float, pop. It, so we don't a, want that. An empty pool is essentially a boat. So absolutely not. That's that. If you can even fix it, it's an extensive and expensive process. So that's a, a big thing. problem. So we it's want to stay away from that. And that's the reason. So, why we want to go with the Always license consult insured professional, professional who is familiar with, again, groundwater tables and yes. the installation of well points if necessary. All right. So. So then you would want to try and keep, I'm sorry. So you would want to try and keep your. I would keep them on the low side because you know what? Then just in case, since they are automated anyway, right? They, um, most of the commercial pools in my area just have a constant chlorine feed. I do a lot of them three times a week. So the chlorine level really isn't the issue. You'll so go through more. You'll go through more chlorine. That's true because cyanuric acid protects the available chlorine in the water. It prevents UV degradation of the chlorine in the water. Is what it does. It kind of acts like a sunblock to protect it from the sun's UV rays. So with a lower level, you mm -hmm. will go through greater amounts of chlorine. But when somebody has diarrhea in your pool, if you're up at 100 parts per million. To drain it down to 15 parts per million, that's 85% of the water that has to come out. At that point in time, I'm just going to keep draining. And one of my pools, one of the ones I do is 140,000 gallons. So that would just be insane. That would just be so much time dealing with the water and the cyanuric acid. I wouldn't even, you know, the pool would be down for... So a keeping it at a lower cyanuric that. acid that level be. just means having to drain less yeah. water when somebody has a diarrhea accident. All right. So same yes. same chlorine yeah. level, I mean, 20 parts per million. We got the cyanuric acid level down from to 1 to 15 parts per million. By the way, talking about test kits, you test water on a regular basis. What's the lowest cyanuric acid level your test kit can read? Um, I use the Taylor kit, so mine only goes down to That's 30. That's another problem, because in order for us to read a level lower than 30 parts per million, we're going to need a whole other test kit. We're going to have to use a photometer or something along those lines that can read those lower range numbers. I mean, there is also, don't now don't get them wrong, don't sell them short. Taylor does also make a test kit where you can read lower levels by matching a color, but a photometer is going to be much more 
accurate as far as being able to read that low level. Now, 20 parts per million of chlorine. How long do we need to keep it there? Um, you said 20 parts 20 per million. 20 parts per million. A little bit less. pH is 7.5 or less. Yes. We need to keep it there for million. at least 28 hours in the presence of any cyanuric acid whatsoever. 12? Even if oh. it's just one part per million. This is a much, much longer... Even if there's just of one part per million of cyanuric million? acid, this is a 28-hour process now. Instead of the 12.75... That we're used to. Okay. So that was with that was with no cyanuric acid at all. That was just the twelve point seven five was zero cyanuric acid and twenty eight hours. Okay. I was just making sure I understood because no this worries. Whole thing just all lagged right. a bit. So my so that's apologies. people. That's the majority of critters. But what happens if you show up to the pool in the morning? And you see that somebody has left you a present on the very top step. Who's at fault here? What type of critter did that? Well, that was probably my husband's <laughs> Does he cousin, normally Steve, from take Boston. Take a dump on the top step. <laughs> Just kidding. So. <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, you know, sometimes you have drunk cousins that show up and leave you presents. I, we won't get into that. So anyway, if there's, if you have, especially if the, the berries are a giveaway. So shallow water raccoons, raccoons <laughs> need the, uh, <laughs> water. They use it when they eat. They also like to defecate in shallow water because it hides their scent from any predators. In fact, they're so well known for dipping their food in water when they eat. The scientific name for a raccoon is Procyon lotor. And if you, tr if you translate that from Latin into English, it actually means the dog who washes. So that's how well known they are for doing this. So they need water. A swimming pool is a very attractive thing to a oh, raccoon. Wow. Yeah. But what's the problem with that? The raccoons actually carry a type of roundworm um, that is super, super hard to kill. Uh, so you're talking about Bayless ascaris. Um, so it's not like you're talking you about Bayless ascaris like procyonis, and and it's not the worm that's in, no, go ahead. It, that is chlorine resistant. It's but it's the egg, right? The shell, the wall of the egg itself is so thick that oh, yes, any level egg. of chlorine, yes. no matter how much chlorine you put in there, it's not going to kill this egg. So if a raccoon was, that had Bayless ascaris was to have an accident in the pool or was to defecate in the pool, it can shed up to 250,000 eggs per gram of feces. Raccoon is a natural host for these things, but you are not. Ew. You are not. So if you were to swallow one or two of these eggs and it hatched in your stomach, it could penetrate the wall of your stomach or the wall <laughs> of your intestines and make its way to your bloodstream. If it gets to your bloodstream, it's possible it could make its way to your brain. If it gets to your brain, you're going to die. There's no treatment for this. Oh, my goodness. So we have three different yeah, options. No, I don't... Option number one, to, <laughs> to find the raccoon and have it tested. 
Or you could take the fecal matter and have that tested. You could okay. bring it to a lab or that a university and have them test it. I don't know how long that's going to take or what the cost is involved. So that is an option. But the pool's closed until you get the results. And if it comes back positive, you're going to have to go with one of the other steps anyway. So we might as well just go right into it. Option number two, backwash the filter to waste, completely drain the pool, scrub down the walls, refill the pool, and then throw the filter media away. If it's sand, replace the sand. If it's DE, get rid of the DE. If it's a cartridge, throw the cartridge away, get a new one. That's option two. Option three, run your filter for a quantity of four turnovers. Now, a turnover, that is not the amount of time it takes to filter every drop of water in the pool. That's the amount of time it takes to filter an amount of water equal to what's in the pool. Back in the day, these folks named Gage and Bidwell, they did some studies and some experiments, and they wanted to see exactly what happened. And... <laughs> They wanted to see it took before you did filter every drop of water. So they added some silt to um, a body of water and they ran some experiments. And what they determined was that it would take turns before they filter better than 98% of the water. So we want to run it for four complete turns. If you're looking at your regular backyard pool, most of those are sized for an eight hour turnover, one turn being eight hours. If you're variable speed pump, if you're going with one of those and you're running at a lower speed, it's going to be a little bit longer of time, but at least once every eight hours, if everything's sized properly. So you're going to want to run it for four turns. So that's going to be what? 32 hours straight? The Bayliscaris egg can actually be removed by any filter media that you have. It's big enough to be caught by and filtered out by any... Basically, the cartridge filters, if you have a sand filter, the DE powder will filter it all out. So that's why you want the four-hour turnover, because then you have all of the water passing through the filter media, and you can pick up any well, not four hours. I think you misspoke, um, but it's you want four. Living in your water. You want four, eight turnovers. You want four turnovers is what we're shooting for. Not a four-hour turnover, but four turnovers. And you're right. The that's okay. But oh, you're right. The Bayless Ascaris egg yes, is huge in comparison to a lot of the things we deal with. It's actually 55 microns by 65 microns in size. And every filter we use on a swimming pool can filter those out. Now, after you do that, you know, of course, we need to backwash the filter and then get rid of the filter yes. media, just like before. Sand, got to get rid of it, go with new. Cartridge, throw it away, get a new one. The same with diatomaceous earth. Want to replace that whole assembly inside if you have the DE powder, uh, if you have the DE filter, um, because you want to replace that fabric that will, you know, potentially cause you some problems too. Not just the DE powder. I would get rid of the grids. Yes, the absolutely. Interior. I agree. Andrea and I have talked about a bunch of crap in this episode, literally, and that's going to bring this one to an end. And that's yeah, going to bring really, this one to really an end. So hopefully <laughs> uh, the goal is that we know how to treat these things when we see them. But again, as long as we treat it properly, we're good to go. There's no problems, right? Yes. And as long as you have, you know, like you said, the um, all you For need COVID. is 1.5 uh -huh. parts per million to 
kill the coronavirus, um, you only need two. Uh, yes, for COVID, you only need two parts per million to treat a formed fecal response, uh, a formed fecal accident. And so as long as you're maintaining your pools at these levels that we have, you know, the standards set. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, if you think about it, 95% of the things or 96 or 7% of the things we just spoke about are easily eradicated at the chlorine levels that we normally keep in a pool anyway. So with that said, I'm Rudy Stankowitz. Exactly. And this has been the Talking Pools podcast. We look forward to seeing you all again next week. Thank you. The Talking Pools podcast is brought to you by the people who created the Algae Prevention and Eradication Specialist Certification course. If you are interested in taking your pool care skills to the next level, attend the industry's only focused algae training session today. Remember, a green swimming pool is never in style. The How to Get Rid of Swimming Pool Algae Handbook and the Virtual Pool Museum. If it's old, it's gold. Visit us today.